I am Brad Levitt, host and founder of Refiner Touch Construction, and we are super excited to bring this amazing guest list to you of people that specialize in business, marketing, social media, entrepreneurship, and most of all, how to build a great company. AFT is a local commercial and residential general contractor located in Scottsdale, Arizona, and we're continuously seeking ways to bring value to our clients, industry, and network. Please subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. And a big thank you to our sponsor, Sub-Zero Group Southwest. They're an incredible partner of ours and are tremendously gracious to make this podcast available to all of you. So if you're starting a new kitchen project, the Sub-Zero Wolf & Cove showroom is the place to start. It provides an immersive environment to help you realize the possibilities of your future kitchen. Discover what it may feel like, look like, taste like, all in an exploratory no-pressure showroom. No matter who you are, consumer, owner, or member of the trade community, the showroom is ready to assist you throughout your entire project. I visit the Wolf Sub-Zero & Cove showroom in North Scottsdale quite often. It is just a few blocks here from my office, so it's the perfect place to meet with my clients and the designer on the project. When we arrive, we meet with a showroom consultant whose sole focus is catering the visit to our needs. They seek to understand what products may be best suited for the client and then explain and demonstrate special features and functionality. We can browse a complete line of Sub-Zero Wolf & Cove appliances and then view them in beautifully designed vignettes, helping my clients envision how their appliances might look like in their home. The best part is that the consumers can interact with the products, turn the knobs, open the drawers, and ignite the flames, discovering the best fit for them. With the help of the showroom consultant, each visit is truly unique to the client. The relationship with the showroom does not end with the appliance selection process. Throughout the entire project, the showroom team is there to provide helpful solutions and offer advice and assistance. After appliances are installed, owners can expect a lifetime of support and helpful resources. The Sub-Zero Wolf & Cove showroom is the place to start, experience, and bring your vision to life. Schedule an appointment at your nearest showroom by visiting www.subzero-wolf.com backslash showroom. Now today we're excited to bring to you Ty Udell, who is the founder of Done Today. And many of you may not even heard of the app Done Today. So today we're going to dive into a little bit about uh, Ty's experience, what brought on the idea of creating the app, what goes into the creation of an app, and how do you take that idea from imagination to conception to reality, marketing, you know, and of course, building that platform. And Ty had some great experiences. You know, he's, he doesn't come from the construction industry or design or architect world. And as a consumer, you know, has some frustration with his home, with his warranty, with uh, the specifications and needing that information readily available. And what he did was take real life experience where he had that challenge. He found value to fix that pain point and then now has created something that all of us can use. So for any of you that are listening, whether you be an architect, designer, or builder, this is great for you. Even a client, if you're a client listening, make sure that your builder's providing you with this software. This is something that we've implemented already here at AFT, and we're grateful to be a partner with Done Today on this product, and you're going to love it. And it's really important because as we talk about pain points, to be successful as a contractor or as a designer, a small business owner with marketing, it's finding those pain points and solving those for your customer base. And what's really important is Ty's done that. And he, we're going to talk about that client experience, how you feel, that emotional journey that we constantly speak about, and how that evolves. You know, he gave the example of Domino's Pizza. And, you know, having this customer experience through the app, how people feel is going to increase sales and increase volume as a company. So you'll gain a lot of insight from this podcast and not only more information on that that he's created. So big thanks to Ty for making time. Enjoy. So welcome to the AFT Construction Podcast today. Uh, we're grateful to have uh, Ty Udell with us today, founder of Done Today. Welcome, Ty. Hey, Brad. How you doing? You know, I'm doing really good. And I was very excited about having you on today. And I know that our listeners from, you know, all levels of the industry are going to get a lot out of this episode today. 
because of your amazing background. You know, you have understanding of technology and systems and how that can make our life better, which is something I'm looking for. And you've actually solved something that I really need. So thank you for making time for us today. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I have to give a plug in, you know, Ryan with CBUSA, for those that are listening, CBUSA is a group of national builders, you know, we're a buying group and he presented, he made the introduction between you and I, um, and it really caught my attention, you know, from our first conversation, because one of the challenges that we have as a builder, you know, is, is it, it's just really slow in construction. You know, the, the industry is we're, we're not adapted to change to technology. We're behind the curve comp- in comparison to other industries. You know, so let's start with that, Ty. You know, your background is in tech, not construction. So so set the stage. You know, how, you know, what's a little bit about your technology background? Yeah, absolutely. So I worked in the high-tech sector for Cisco for a, over a decade. Um, worked at, at companies that um, really were, you know, progressive in the high-tech sector. And and that's actually how the, the company came about as I was sitting in a a parking lot and uh, getting ready to go into a customer and and my wife called me. We had just sold a new construction home and renovated a, a, a an older home built in the 1960s. So we took out that beautiful blue shag carpet and the avocado colored toilets and you know all that fun stuff. And and um, the dishwasher just started just just puking water all over the floor. And and so that was where where the idea kind of started. Well, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of times, you know, with the listeners, you know, we kind of dive into the meat of the subject. But what's interesting about you, the reason I wanted to take this a little different direction is because of this story, this background where here you are at Cisco and maybe I'm jumping the gun, but you were working to create an app, right, or a system to expedite being in the deli. I know when I go to the market, you know, you typically pull that little tab with a number on it and you were creating software where now people can order online and have, you know, deli meat sliced and prepared, you know, to avoid that weight. Is that correct? Yeah, there was a big grocery store chain and, and they were working on trying to figure out how do they get deli meats, cheeses, ordering sandwiches, um, basically done through a mobile app. And so there was a project that when I was uh, when I was working over there, they were working on that. We were providing a lot of the infrastructure and systems and, and technology as they were writing that application. So it was kind of neat. Yeah. And what's interesting. So when, when you look at construction, you know, the comment that I always hear is, hey, Brad, you know, or or I've thought, you know, well, how do you expedite labor? Right. How do we expedite, you know, these tasks that, you know, you need someone in there? And that that that's fine. You know, that is a real part of our business, you know, a labor driven market. But the but the issue is the manpower from the oversight and management. And one thing we struggle with, you know, we have this amazing design book from our designers and these architectural plans. How do we transcribe that information? information to our customer and that's that handoff you know these are things where we could expedite us as a company so you know in follow-up then ty you know talk to us about the story kind of where your idea and creation for this app started with the dishwasher issue yeah so so we were sitting there i was sitting there in the parking lot you know like any good salesperson you try to get there about 20 minutes early you're sitting in the parking lot going over some notes my wife called and said hey the dishwasher there's water all over the floor i said okay and so we called the the dishwasher company and they said, okay, yeah, somebody will call you tomorrow and schedule a time when somebody can come out. I said, man, I've, you know, I've got two inches of water on the floor. Thankfully, it was, you know, this uh, travertine floor. So it was, it was nice. You know, it really, water wasn't going to be a big issue with it. But um, going under the cabinets, I was worried about mold, all of those kinds of things and had to get that leak stopped first and foremost. 
So I said, okay, what am I going to do? And went, started calling through the list of, of Google, right? Google searching and, and calling through. And yeah, we can come out on Thursday. And this was on a Tuesday. And so that wasn't going to work. Finally, when I got to one that, uh, that was available to come out, they said, what's the make, the model? We'll try and bring some parts for it. I thought, my goodness, I, I have no idea. And, you know, I'm an hour from home. Didn't, didn't have any of that type of information. That's where I got a little bit of that aha moment of, I need to have these big items, these big ticket items, more information on my home so that I can deal with things more, more rapidly when, when either problems happen, uh, et cetera. And, and then, and then that, oh, go ahead. No, yeah. And so you had mentioned out the dishwasher. So here you are. Here's, here's the pain point, right? I mean, for anyone listening, when we think of sales, marketing, you know, for us to be successful as a company or to build a successful brand or product, it's solving the pain point for our customer base, right? So here you are. You're thinking, okay. My dishwasher's leaking. I don't have that information ready available. I don't know the serial number. I don't know the make and model. You know, I don't have that. And then fast forward as well. Now you're remodeling when your kid, you know, for a future child that's going to be born, right? Yeah. Yeah. So fast forward about two weeks after we get that situation dealt with and, and I go to, to uh, Home Depot and I'm going to be super dad, right? My wife's pregnant uh, with our with our first child. And I was just so excited to build a nursery and to go about that that whole experience that I, I jump in the car, I went to Home Depot, I'm walking through the aisles, I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna do some, some pink walls, we're gonna do chair rail around, this is gonna be a really cool experience. And, and I'm walking around and, and trying to, to figure out what I need to get, and I'm getting help, and they said, you know, what's the size and the, the dimensions of the room? And I'm thinking, man, why don't I have my floor plan with me so that I can, I, it's an oddly shaped room, I don't have the exact dimensions. I didn't have that, so I, I felt another pain point. I walked over to the to the paint department. I said, "Hey, I, you know, I want to paint pink," and and kind of had some colors that I was looking for. And they said, "Well, what what color is the wall?" I'm thinking, man, why this more and more of this information I just don't have at my fingertips when I'm Home Depot for my 90th trip <laughs> for that project, right? And um, I'm thinking, man, I need to get I need to get some air filters. I haven't changed my air filters in since we moved into the house or finished the completion, and and I need to get that done. And I realized at that point I didn't have the size of the air filters right when I was walking around. I said, okay, that's it. I've got to figure out a way to be able to have maintenance reminders on my home, help me take care of my home better, uh, be able to have all my information on my home so that when I'm at Home Depot, if I'm on vacation and something happens, those different those different aspects. So that was kind of the inspiration behind behind the application and and then tailoring that into to helping builders going through that same process, right? They they give three ring binders to most homeowners or they stuff all those manuals in a drawer. And we kind of thought, okay, we've got this concept that that really started at the, the homeowner and we started to work backwards on how many different pain points can we solve with this for the homeowner and to enable a better customer experience for the builders. And that's kind of where it really started to spawn. So it's interesting. I mean, here you are as a customer, right? You have a home and you don't have this information ready available, you know, as, as you mentioned, okay, I, I need the information for my dishwasher. I need to understand the paint to know if I need to put a primer down to repaint the walls, you know, my filter, what size are my filters for my, you know, return air and so forth that I need to change. So you identify this pain point. And before we dive into some of the attributes and, you know, benefits of this app which we're using here at aft and i just had my production meeting which i'll give you some feedback on that which was pretty amazing um so you have this idea and and really here's the difficulty now you have this epiphany you have this idea of okay we're going to create this app it's going to solve this 
you know, now is the complexity part. You know, how do you take that idea and then begin the process to execute it, you know, to reality? Yeah, that's a great question. It, crossing the, the start line is, is the biggest challenge. And, you know, I'll, I'll rewind one step. And when I was in college, I've always had a number of different ideas just from different types of, of pain points going through. And I never acted on them. And finally, with this one, I, I said, I've got to cross that start line. And funny enough, I was riding on an airplane and I was sitting next to someone. And before they before the plane took off, they were talking about, you know, obviously they were on their telephone as, as everyone is before the plane takes off. And they were talking about getting companies or companies, entrepreneurs that were trying to get their ideas off the ground. And, and it kind of hit me at that point that I've got to get across the start line. I've got to I've got to get to some type of a prototype that I can see this benefit for myself. The need was there enough for me personally that I said, this is this is worth my own investment for me to be able to figure out. And that was when as soon as I crossed that start line. Then it was like the dominoes started to fall and everything. I was able to get momentum moving, but it was almost that that headwind of what do I do first? So that, that was once I got past that, it really seemed to, to to start to work. So with with app development, which you're in and technology, right? You know, there I, you know, there's a lot of research and development. There's, you know, creation in the app. And so, you know, is that similar to other businesses where you're, you know, Ty, you're like, hey, OK, I need a startup loan, I need some money, maybe some investors, you know, how do you start putting together that package? Or is this just something where you had the experience and understanding where now you could start that app creation and development yourself? Yeah, so I didn't, I, I don't write code. I'm not that technical from that standpoint. I w was fairly frugal in, in kind of going through. So I had a little bit of, of, of funds that I was able to put toward this project. And, and bootstrap it myself, which I'm really thankful I was able to do. Uh, I also leveraged a number of, of mentors. So just like anything, people that have been successful in starting businesses, in bootstrapping companies, that's where I started to look for as, as when I once I crossed that that start line. So to give me guidance and inspiration and and to help take the blinders off of okay, I've got this one specific problem, but Solving that problem, yeah, that's the the end result. But how do you get to that point? And, and funding is part of it. Getting the right app developer is part of it. Getting that customer journey or, or that journey through the application. Uh, and there's some really good app development companies that are out there that that can help kind of go through a lot of that process. So when you when you say mentor, I know for me, I mean that's one thing I wish I would have leveraged social media sooner. And you know, I speak to this quite often is that the advantage of social media, it's a connector, right? And I and I look at how my relationship has been built with, you know, colleagues around the country and the mentors they've been to me. And then I mean look, through these channels, that's how you and I connected, right? So in your field, you know, are these people willing to just say, hey Ty, I'm willing to help you out just as, you know, good grace, you know, to be, you know, for uh, the reciprocity, you know, to, to be a good mentor, you know, to someone who's looking at be up and coming, you know, how do you make those connections or who did you reach out to? Yeah. So one of the, one of the mentors that I have spent a lot of time with, I, I met them in a very roundabout way. I used to be a professional wakeboarder when I was younger. And so as I was getting older and, and in corporate America, I still, one of my passions was was helping younger kids learn how to wakeboard. And so I, on the weekends and in the evenings, I would I would help 
And there was a, a boy that I was teaching and coaching. And one day on the on the boat, I just started having a conversation with his dad. And he had started a company, was a, a very successful entrepreneur. And so we just, the, the conversation really went from you know, building this kid's confidence and teaching him how to wakeboard to where I became the mentee, right? And so it was kind of, he was mentoring me and I was mentoring his son. And, and we just really developed this, this fantastic relationship in, in that aspect. And then I also started looking at, at my social network of, of different folks from different, different areas, right? I didn't come from the building industry. So one of my mentors was in the mortgage brokerage. And so as I started coming down this concept, initially my, my concept was going a little bit of a different path. It was more of that Yelp meets Uber for home services. And as I started looking at customer acquisition rates and, and costs, that kind of thing, I started looking at and finding, and he said, you know, Ty, have you thought about the, the building industry? And as we were having conversations around it, I, I started pivoting that business model and started looking at, is that a better entry point that can, that can help other companies help more people? Right. And for kind of from that captive download perspective and and helping them with their customers to succeed. And, and so everything was just kind of little pivots along the way from having different conversations with different mentors. That's interesting. And and one of the tough things to quantify, I mean, when you're so early in the development process, as you were here, you know, you, you don't have sales, you don't have a product yet, you know, that you can sell. So how do you analyze that customer acquisition rate? Because that's one of the difficult things to say, OK, if I'm going to go into the Uber for builders or Uber for service, you know, that's one method, or maybe I'm going to go the done today, you know, from the warranty that we're going to get into what your product is, you know, how do you decipher to say, no, this is my target. You know, I, I, I feel that confident that I can capture, you know, a good amount of revenue, you know, with that customer acquisition rate. Yeah. So it's real interesting, you know, as, as you look at it from an app perspective, going and, and marketing into the app store, Uber, Airbnb, they were extraordinarily successful because you use those applications quite regularly. Your air conditioner doesn't break regularly. Maybe in Arizona, it breaks every spring. <laughs> you know, out here, out here in Raleigh, it's pretty, pretty warm as well. But it, it's not something that you use every day. So how do you how do you assign to that need and, and to get to that larger base? And so as we started testing the waters on the I knew from a homeowner perspective, it was it, it was a big value add as I started tying it to what the builder produces in a home that you're spending three hundred thousand dollars, five hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars on. You know, a friend of mine had just built a, a beautiful home actually in Scottsdale and he, as I was going through this, I was interviewing, I was talking to a few different builders, seeing if that need was really there. And when we were going through it, they kind of said, yeah, you know, in 2008, 2009, we really, we constricted, we wanted to keep the lights on. We were, we really pulled everything back. And as things started to grow, we didn't put back into the business on that customer experience. It was still more of that customer satisfaction as opposed to that in all encompassing customer experience. And so that's where I really started to kind of take a look at, at how we solve that for the builders in, in enabling that customer experience where everybody's using mobile phones. And, and I'll use an example. You know, if you look at, at um, Domino's Pizza, just the experience of when they went to online ordering 
and, and then ordering over a mobile app and then Twitter and, and messaging orders. They're, they truly are an, a, a technology company that just delivers pizza. If you look at kind of that, that methodology of how they revived their company by going toward the customer experience. Granted, oh, that, they're making better pizza in the process. Yeah. <laughs> that experience of, of knowing that your pizza is being built, watching it go through, and just that bar going across. Everybody watches when downloads are happening on their computers. And being able to see that from a pizza aspect said, okay, I can help make a, trans, uh, a transition in the building industry. It's it, it's interesting because I you know I do want to dive into that right now because you know for those listening who are wondering okay well what's the technology that Ty's speaking of so one of the needs that we have so for example I'll, I'll, where this really intrigued me I look at the time that my team puts in so when we are building a custom home and these homes are very complex right there's a lot of time that goes in pre-construction through design through architecture through build at the end of the project you know we have a three four five inch binder that we give to the client and in this binder. You know, we hope that everything's updated from our side. At least that's our goal, right? And it should have grout colors, paint colors, um, you know, the design book, the architectural details. And and so really, and, and then also the subcontractors and trade partners and suppliers that worked on the home and supplied product. So the goal is that, hey, in six months down the line, if there's an issue with electrical or plumbing or the appliance that we have the manuals in there, we have the spec book, we have the serial numbers, you know, everything's been put into this book. But the challenge we always have, homeowners get it, they, who knows where the book ends up, right? Or they're calling me, hey Brad, what's my grout color? I don't know. You know, I need to do a grout touch up or my tile guy's going back for a warranty claim. Brad, what's the paint color? What's the sheen? Do you have the code from Dunn Edwards? Uh, I'm not really sure. And we spend so much time going back through our archives, through our emails to figure out, okay, well, I think this paint color changed. Here's a design book. And so that's my need. That's where, you know, that's been a pain point for me. And in essence, you saw that. So walk us through just the app as it stands today, you know, through the trial and error and through these, the feedback you've received. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, the app as it sits today is truly taking that, that three ring binder that you give to your homeowners and, and converting it into a mobile app. So your floor plans, your paint codes, all of your pertinent documentation, all of those items that, that you just rattled off, being able to put those in into someone's digital wallet or their, their phone, if you will, um, to be able to have anywhere. So when they're standing in, in Home Depot, as we were interviewing builders, that, those were some of the challenges that, that we saw. Hey, it's two years down the road. Somebody's standing in, in Home Depot wondering what their paint color is. Does that happen to you often? And as we were out at the International Builder Show, we were asking that question a number of times, and it was that happens more than more than you know, right? <laughs> and, and so, just the the paint codes, the some of those documents that um, that people come back to that they're so excited about the closing of their home, if they if they got emailed to them or something like that, it gets buried, it gets lost, and, and being able to just have that readily available for them when they need it. Yeah, well, it's funny. I had Andrew Patterson on, you know, a few months ago, and Andrew's a custom home builder in Newport Beach, California, and he made the comment. He said, you know, when you're in business long enough, you know that your tail, every home you finish, your tail gets longer, and it gets to the point where your tail is really long, right? So, you know, there's a lot of danger zones there, and how do we work through that? And so, what's interesting is, you know, what I've seen from your app, just from our initial meeting, and then how we've incorporated it now with one of our customs is now we have a resource where all the information's on there. And what 
I will speak to is not only is it a database where now we can put in all the wallpaper specifications and the paint colors that we talked about and the serial numbers and the model numbers, but you've taken this a step further where we have an opportunity now to have warranty claims. So if the client in six months has a major drywall crack or, you know, a cabinet that needs adjustment, they can take a picture, they can put in the app, you know, we get notified, we can resolve that or a step further, you know, with, you know, this uh, serial numbers and the model numbers of the appliances, you also have links to Amazon or to the website where they can buy the water filters for the refrigerator, where they can buy the air filters for the return air that we spoke about. So you've not only solved everything in one spot, but there's also way, ways for the customers now to have the ability to order, make claims, and track everything on their maintenance to-do list in their house. That's correct. Yeah. So it'll send maintenance reminders. That way it'll link to your Amazon Prime. You can really uh, minimize the amount of steps in, in taking better care of your home. And then as well, you know, if you if you go to do an update or a remodel to your home, if you like like in my instance, wanted to paint a nursery for a for a baby that's coming along, you can add additional paint colors and subtract paint colors. You can add additional documents. It's not just a one-time binder. It's it, it's really that that living living tool that goes along with your house. So, so what would be your sales pitch to designers and architects that listen, uh, you know, from a builder side, I know we're always looking at ways, okay, how can we, you know, better ourselves from the competition with technology, right? How can we build more efficiently? How can we build better homes? And I look at this, a lot of my clients are out of state. So we use builder trend, which has an owner portal, which the clients now can use, you know, for daily updates and logs. And now, you know, for me, I look at this and say, okay, ex client. Well, we also have this amazing app. Let me take you through this where, you know, here's an existing home. Here's all the specifications. Here's every trade partner on your home. Here's their address, their phone number, their emergency number, their logo. And so it's this living, breathing document, as you mentioned. You know, how have you bridged that over to architects and designers to incorporate them in the process? Yeah, it's really that bespoke experience that that customer experience when we when because i created this as the as a homeowner it was really we started at the at the end user experience and worked backwards so when you think about it from architects and designers as they're going through and, and collaborating it creates more of that social aspect build during during the construction so as they're working on their designs as they're working on on those documents they can upload them in there the homeowner can open their app. So when you sign a contract with a, with a client, you can get them the application right away. So then those first documents that start flowing can be put in there and it can also kind of help you keep a track record. So if decisions were made or, or selections were made and then things needed to pivot, you could go back and see from the documents that you'd uploaded exactly where, where things were at. You could take progress photos so that, uh, you know, a lot of it, pre-construction photos, post-construction photos. That way the homeowners can add add additional photos after they move in when all of their furniture is in and, and they're you know having a good time by the pool, those kinds of things. They can um, they can include those different photos to, to their house. So let me ask on that because I know from our side, we can input the plans and the elevations and all the specifications to the house as well as, you know, future ordering and maintenance reminders, you know, to change air filters and so forth. You know, is there a capability for designers to input, you know, window coverings, you know, furniture, you know, uh, wallpaper, which we already know that I mentioned, but, you know, all these little soft furnishings, is that an ability for the designer to get that information in there as well? Yeah, we can, we can put anything in the application. Yeah. 
which is amazing. So going back to this, okay, so you, you solved this pain point for us, Ty. So going back, I mean, when you're, you know, now retrospectively, as you're starting this app, you know, you have this great idea, you know that it's going to work because you vetted that you've been to the builder show, you've talked to builders, you've done your research, you know, how do you now coordinate? There's some privacy in regard to app creation because you don't want that idea stolen. So how do you balance the creative side to the marketing and sales? Because you need marketing and sales, but you don't want to have that too early. So it's that cat and mouse game. Yeah, that, that's been that's always been a challenge, especially in the in the software space. You have to run stealth for a certain period of time so that as a as a bootstrapped entrepreneur, it's not a, a research and duplicate type of scenario. But then when you launch that channel and that launch channel, we're trying to, we're now in that in that stage of, of building that, right? So we went to the International Builders Show, uh, Tech Home Builder is another conference that um, I think I think I've talked to you about. That's a really good one for qualified builders that that are truly looking for that next generation piece or or that differentiator. So we use those two in-person conferences, and a lot of those are now moving online with, with COVID. So it'll be interesting to see that dynamic. We're on LinkedIn and we're on Instagram, but we're, we haven't hit those to the fullest extent yet. So that's where I've been going back, listening to some of your podcasts and, and being that student, right? And using you as a mentor on, okay, now that we're at that point and we're getting ready, we've, we've vetted the application, we're, we're feeling confident in it. To, to be able to start to, to take that, that larger scale approach. And, and Ryan at, at CBUSA has been a great example of reach to, to multiple builders when we can prove a value add, he sees it and that's why we're on the phone today, right? He wouldn't, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for, for that introduction. So. Absolutely, and so when you're thinking about marketing and sales, and we can get into that, but you know part of this is okay, if you're ready to start marketing your brand, which will now lead to sales, you know, you have to do some due diligence, whether you're leveraging with large national brands, whether you're working with someone such as CBUSA and Ryan, you know, how have you leveraged that relationship, you know, from your conversation with one of the big builders at the build show? And how did that introduction even happen with Ryan at CBUSA? You know, is that research that you're doing to find out, hey, where's my best opportunity to find, you know, some big players in here that can help leverage my brand? Yeah, so with um, the the International Builder Show was real interesting in that we were a very small booth, still operating fairly stealthily in, in a way that that we were doing hypothesis validation. Right, we had our our product, we're we're there, we're getting the feedback, and a builder was walking by. I, I stopped them and and I said, Hey, do you, do you guys digitize your your home binders today? Do you do you give three ring binders to your clients? And they looked at me and said, nope, nope, we're, we're fully digitized. And I said, oh, I said, that's fantastic. How do you, how do, you do that? Uh, because if there was another product in the market, I wanted to know, right? Yeah. So, um, he said, oh, well, we give them thumb drives today. <laughs> and, and then I looked down at my laptop and, and I didn't have a USB port. And I thought, okay, so if I, if I don't have a USB port in my laptop, if I have to go to a home improvement store to, to, get my paint colors, am I going to go and plug in to a public computer, a thumb drive, and is it going to fall out of my pocket in between the seat crack on my way there? Am I going to lose my data? So I, I mentioned that to him. And, and at that point, it was like it was like that aha moment for them as well. And it just kind of kicked off some really great conversations working toward in, in a pilot 
from that standpoint, CBUSA, it was it was literally I, I started looking at how do custom builders where do they go and and how can I, how can I reach them in, in a fashion that you know Instagram you're 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 seeing a lot of folks from an influencing perspective, but are they the qualified buyers or are they the folks that would make buying decisions on a mobile application like this? And it's interesting because those those are the folks that are in marketing and in sales, not in IT, right? So so it's a different conversation with folks that are running the social media aspects of of a builder. And it's also different working with the folks that CBUSA and, and some of those those building build sourcing groups can put you in touch with. So we're trying to figure out and we're working through the different channels to be able to get to the right folks that can see that vision of customer experience inside of the builders. So, and, and what's some of the feedback you've received, you know, as you pulled aside this national builder and you sparked his attention just by those simple question and answers, you know, how are some of these beta testers, you know, what's some of the feedback you're receiving from them? Feedback has been great from a standpoint of you know, this large builder, when they would move around there, when they would deliver their thumb drives, they were, they were driving them around and, and delivering them to the homeowners in person. And so as we were doing demos and, and starting to get sponsorship, right, it really takes a, a division leader to sponsor you into different groups because you know, I, I classify the, those large scale volume builders. It's like steering a cruise ship, right? It takes multiple people at the helm to make sure that you don't run into the dock. So from that standpoint, they've started introducing us into the customer service folks, and, and that's where they were saying, hey, I, I spend two to three days a week driving around and, and delivering thumb drives. I could do that in a matter of seconds with these people. And so now all of a sudden you start winding back into what is that hard dollar ROI of time for these employees, for mileage, for safety, for going green. If you're, you know, thumb drives are one thing, but if you're still doing, you know, paper binders and printing out all those manuals, it's a, it's also a green initiative. I love that because I think, you know, we've spoken about this a few times on the podcast as pain points, right? That that's a key word there because anytime you're in sales or development, you know, if you can solve pain points and you know, I had Jeremy with Traeger on and he said the same thing. If you solve pain points for people, you know, in any, in any business, you're going to be tremendously successful. And what you've done is you've created synergy where now, okay, so you know, the builder has this app, it's going to save them, you know, be more green, you know, more efficient, they're going to save manpower. It's, you know, it's also a sales pitch It's something that we can, you know, for the user. So knowing what you know now, and it's always tough being Monday morning quarterback, because we're here for a reason. But if you were to start this process over learn, learning what you did and development and research and app creation, and then vetting the sales, you know, what are some things you would have done to maybe expedite that process? Or have you learned, you know, looking back now? Yeah, that's a that's a really great question. You know, and I, I was thinking about that the other day. Failing fast is so important, and, and being able to to get your product into the hands of users so that you can get that feedback much much quicker in in the process. So if I would have had, if I would have done things any differently, I would have said I probably would have scaled back the product a little bit to be able to to take it in, in more of that bite sized element. So that we could have gotten gotten um, traction a little bit faster. I think I was trying to to do a little bit more of that that uh, feeling of, of of making sure that it's absolutely perfect before you release it. And just like anything else, if you're solving at a need, even if there's bumps along the way, 
you can get past them as long as you're continuing to innovate and, and, and fixing them. So I would say that I, I probably would have launched earlier had I had I to do it all over again. You know, it's interesting you say that. I had uh, so Mark Candelaria came on, and he's one of my early guests on the podcast. And what's interesting, he said something that resonated with me. He said, "Look, Brad, we all make so many mistakes in this industry. You know, architect. He's an architect. You know, I'm a builder." You know, one thing we're constantly dealing with is mistakes. How do we figure these out? How do we more, ref how do we better refine our processes, right? And the thing he said, which is I think really important to the mentality of us as business owners, he said, don't focus on your mistakes. He's like, the reality is like us as humans, like we're gonna dwell on those. You know, you talked about failing fast. Like it's gonna happen. There's gonna be mistakes in the app creation. There's mistakes building, you know, but most people won't remember those mistakes, right? Most people, even from the outside, you don't even see that, you know, they're gonna see the successes. So he said, focus on the successes, get there quicker, utilize those mistakes. It's okay to you make them. And I think that's a great mindset because had you been maybe more adapt to, you know, to say, okay, let's okay to fail. Let's, let's keep putting in these different attributes and trial and error. And then that's going to help us get to where we want to be quicker. Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 you, know, if we would have gotten there a little bit quicker, maybe, maybe we would have, uh, you know, pulled a different, pulled a different tact, or maybe we wouldn't have, have had as robust features right out of the gate, but we could have built into those. You know, am I proud of the product that we have? Absolutely. Um, but could we have probably launched with a, a, a more slimmed down version? Yeah, we could have. Well, it's pretty neat. So today, you know, the feedback I had promised is, uh, so today we had our production meeting. I know this is your first time hearing this. So we had our team and Will had done, you know, we had just finished our first project integration with you for a custom home. It's an ICF home. It's this amazing house up on the hillside. And so we're preparing for completion, you know, in the next month. And we, and we let our client know, of this surprise we're going to give them because, you know, you and I just met and we're going to give this to them, you know, this app upon completion. But, you know, Will had done, uh, he did a screen recording of the app of all of our information in there. And it was really interesting because only three people from my office have been working with the information, you know, getting that to you as you're inputting it for us. And then to have my whole team there see that, you know, the feedback was phenomenal. You could just see it catch right away that all of them saw it and said, this is amazing. You know, like this is going to save me so much time, especially the superintendent and warranty division and coordinator, they get bombarded with all these questions and all the time, you know, answering questions and resolving concerns and issues. Well, now it's all automated for us. And that is the key, right? The more we can automate things. That's awesome feedback. I, uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> but it was just the same thing I had when you and I had a first call and, and, and Ryan had called me after and I said, yeah, this, this really hits home, you know? So, you know, for anyone who's in app creation or has a good idea, you know, like you had, here's the pain point. This is how I can refine it for the building industry or design, whatever it may be. You know, what is one of the biggest surprises you had in app development? You know, as far as, you know, that that time that goes into the R&D portion of it. The biggest surprise, I think I took a lot of, of the design elements for granted, just like in, in one of your homes, right? There, you walk in and you see, the beauty of that home you don't see everything that went into the walls and and all of the architectural time and engineering work everything that that's fully behind that and so as you as apps just became second nature for all of us i know it's you i'm going to create an app no biggie right this is, this is going to be easy um and, and then once you started thinking about 
each one of those prog processes from the sign-in to, okay, now how do we add homeowners so that they have that bespoke experience and they don't have to go through eight screens or what have you, and really you know, kind of taking it and then just like uh, you know, some of the, the folks will, will give you advice on, write your email, then reread it and cut it in half and cut it in half again. And <laughs> to make that experience one that, that you're really proud of takes a lot more time than, than I thought it would. That, that was one of the surprises that I had for sure. Well, it's interesting. I mean, you spoke about this with Domino's, right? You talked about just the customer journey and that's any successful co company understands how to market the customer journey, the customer experience. You know, they, they leverage that, they leverage the emotion. And, you know, because people, when they purchase or make purchases or they select a designer or they select a builder or an architect, in most cases, it's because how does that person make them feel, right? How, how do you feel? And it's the same reason why we purchase certain products. You know, how does that make us feel? And so when you're looking at app creation, and this is important for you on the design side, us on the build side, how are we designing things? How does that you, you know, when we open the front door into a home, what are our first images? If we open the door to the powder bath, are we looking at the water closet? Are we looking at this beautiful backsplash? You know, how are we positioning the home for photography? And in essence, for you on app creation, it's very similar. You know, how, what's my landing page? What's my login? What is, you know, how does this process go from A, B, C, D down the line? Yeah. So, Ty, let me ask you this. You know, where do you see the building industry going now, I mean, you've been, you're going to be a key part in making changes for us, you know, throughout the industry, you know, how do you see technology and other inventors such as yourself making an impact in, in the design build industry? I think that, uh, you know, immediately then I think with, with, with COVID the low touch, no touch type of, of experience, right. That, that was one of the surprises that we've kind of seen through, through COVID. And I think that, just like anything else that it was part of a catalyst that that helped builders say okay I, i've got to think differently right it made it made all of us i mean prior to covid how many people ordered groceries on their mobile phones and had them delivered to their homes or or really leveraged postmates and some of the the uh, uber eats type of apps before they just really exploded with covid i think that 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 technological revolution is really starting in the in the building industry. I think COVID um, has, has pushed it a little bit or, or lean, made them lean in on it. So from that standpoint, from an app perspective, I think you know AR and and machine learning and some of those other features are are only going to continue to bring forward the capabilities of, of how we build differently or how we leverage tools differently. So that, you know, in, instead of manually entering data somewhere, it's it's now just, you know, using using the phone and the, the cameras on the phone and LiDAR and some of those other aspects to, to go down those paths. It, it's interesting you say that because, I, you know, for anyone listening, that whether you're in design, architecture, building, whatever it may be, in any industry, as you're thinking about innovating, COVID has taught us a lot, right? Because what you said, I my customers are asking for this now. All of them, Brad. How energy efficient is my house? How healthy is my house? How's my air quality going to be? How is my, um, you know, my water quality? 
you know, can I put a filtration system in, you know, how can I automate certain things? What is touchless? You know, I, we did some work with Kohler and some of our clients asked for the Kohler touchless faucet. They don't want to touch, you know, touch the faucet. They want to put their hands and have it run. And so you start thinking about this. How are we specifying and researching? Because these brands, these manufacturers are going to be one step ahead. And how are we staying current? You know, and, and you mentioned, you know, that in the building industry, there's a technology, you know, um, conference. And so how did you get integrated with them to now be on the forefront of some of the technological advances in our industry? Yeah, so they they had approached me in at the International Builders Show, and they were always looking for those next generation or, or kind of those game changing companies that, that are, are leading a change. And so we started having some conversations with Tech Home, and and uh, they invited us to come and be a sponsor at at it. And I did that in was that December um, at their at their event, and it was it was an amazing experience because you know the International Builders Show. It's a great event. There's so many things that you can see. You can literally get lost in the bath, you know, the bed and bath, <laughs> yeah, and bath show down below. It's just absolutely stunning. Some of the things. Um, and then you get up into into that next build area, and, and you really start to kind of see. And I think they were going around finding what are some of those next game changers that that is not in the industry today, but that can really make a, a dent and and make a dent easily from a standpoint of it doesn't take a lot to adapt our technology. I think when we onboarded you you as a as a customer, we had two calls that were maybe an hour long each. And it, it really wasn't a, a difficult thing. You know, we leverage a lot from the, the collegiate community. So we've got interns from UNC and, and we're expanding our intern program so that we can give back to the to the community because we want to bring in that fresh thought, those fresh ideas and those fresh concepts that that can help us stay current and relevant and, and think differently about about how we're approaching it so that we don't get stale. I love that. And so how how do builders or designers, you know, how do they uh, get up to speed with the conferences. The one you attended last December, I know there's one scheduled for this December. You know, for those that can attend, you know, where can they find some of that information or at least technology that's on the horizon? Yeah, I think, uh, sorry, my dog was <laughs> shaking down below the table. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you always have to have a coworker near you, you know? Always, <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, from that standpoint, I think, I think we're going to start to see more of an explosion of, of information available just in this post-COVID world, you know, a lot of these conferences that are starting to shift to more of an online, I think we're going to be able to reach a lot more folks now that we don't have to travel and take time out. I think that's one of the biggest things, you know, Las Vegas is always great for the International Builder Show because it, it was a mini vacation for a lot of these builders that have worked so unbelievably hard all year, closed out their year in December, and then can kind of take a breath, relax, and, and, and come out there with their wives, significant others, what have you. And and kind of see what, and start to experience what what might be coming on the horizon. I think in the digital digital scape now, we'll, we'll start to see that information be a lot more readily available. So like the tech home builder, they're not going to do just an in-person event in December. I think they're going to do an, an online event in, in September ahead of it, which I think is going to be great. It's going to be able to, to, to reach a lot more, lot more people. And is that something that's typically for developers such as yourself that are creating technology to impact our industry? Or could the common user go on and, and follow along the conference or the information or at least the notes from those meetings? Most of the attendees to those conferences are builders 
themselves, right? So, the, so they kind of, I think they have a high volume track and then a luxury track and then a multifamily track. So they, they really try and attract the, the folks from, in, from those organizations that are agents of change inside. So it, it's not just applications. I mean, there, there are all sorts of different, uh, different companies that are there from, um, one of them that, that I thought was really cool that, that we've been working with a little bit, it's called Greater Systems. And they do, they're a startup um, that, that does gray water reclamation for, for um, communities that are, that are in water constrained areas. I thought that was really cool. Um, but then the, the, you, have your, you have your big standard, standard folks that, that uh, have booths at most of the shows. And then, and then you have some of those, those next generation ones. So with, yeah, and with COVID changing, I mean, this is going to change, I'm sure your marketing and strategy, you know, cause you're not going to have a booth where you can just pull people aside and show them what's going on. So how are you looking at impact? I know you, you mentioned social media. What are some other avenues you're looking to market your business now? Yeah. So we're, we're now starting to think back on, okay, Instagram, more of our social channels, getting a better LinkedIn presence, starting to grow that, that base from that standpoint. I think that that outside of that, we'll start to participate in more panel type discussions along along the lines of the tech home builder and, and some of those other trade shows. So I think that as we start to go, it's it's still a little bit up in the air for us from from that standpoint as we start to grow. But um, to be honest, I, you know, it, it, this is still something we're 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 figuring out as we go. I think we all are. I mean, it's funny, you know, that you say that, but but the one thing I found is that through social media, as you mentioned, I mean. It's a connector. And and what I do like about it from our side, you know, as I network with designers and builders and architects throughout the country, is that social media has enabled so much information, right? So it's it's at our fingertips where I can readily see. I mean, you mentioned the gray water, you know, and I've seen companies out there doing the reclaimed water where, you know, they're putting in storage tanks on a project. And we're going to be doing that now. You know, fortunately, we're going to be building the uh, Profession Builders 2021 Home of the Year next year. And you know, one of the features is we're going to have an underground tank that's going to catch all the rainwater that now we can recycle and reuse for the irrigation, right? So here in the desert, uh, you know, it's going to keep that water at monsoon season, then we can reuse it. And so what we're seeing is that through social media, you know, we're firsthand seeing some of the products and innovation around the country, as you're doing, Ty, here, where now a lot of our listeners can say, let's go check out Done Today. How can we utilize that for our company and our firm to be a step above the competition, to save time, you know, and that's the key here, solve the pain points and expedite our processes. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what's next? What's exciting? I know now you're getting ready for your launch. You're getting ready to hit the marketing, you know, what's upcoming for you guys, Ty? So for us, it's really kind of growing in, in, in the aspect of, of reaching more builders. So back to your social aspect, the more builders that we reach, the more, um, the more we, we can grow and, and, you know, Ideally, having a lot of those starting to highlight some of the success stories that, that we've had with some of these builders, I think it's going it, it provi- to provide a lot more of that genuine reality of, of, of how it's helping as opposed to you know, what we can put out on, on social media in, in more of a post perspective. But if we can start to highlight what, what some of our builders or, or, or our clients are doing, I think that's going to help us. Um, I think it's going to help them, you know, just brand awareness for everybody, right? It's kind of the, the sense of community that I've felt since since this COVID has, has happened. You know, when you're walking down 
a lot of the neighbors that that maybe didn't say hi to you before say hi to you now. And, and I think that the online presence is is probably going to start to continue to, to grow and, and build that community. So um, we're pretty excited about that. We've got some more innovations that we're looking at from uh, from the application standpoint and more of a platform uh, for the homeowner. So um, I'd love to go into more of those. Hopefully you'll be able to see them here uh, in the next few months as we as we start to, to make the, the platform a little bit more modular and adaptable. Um, we're also looking to, to do a lot more integrations with some of the building software to make that data capture into the system easier um, for, for builders and a better experience for builders. So I think as we continue to retool and, and refine the product, it's just it's only going to get better. I love that. So, you know, speaking of social media, what are some of your handles, website, you know, where can our listeners find you? Yeah, our website is uh, www.donetoday, and that's D-U-N-T-O-D-A-Y.com. And we're on Instagram at done today. And what about LinkedIn? So we're, we're on LinkedIn as well. Yep. Good. You can, you can find it. It's uh, we've got some work to do on our LinkedIn. So uh, <laughs> for myself and Will, um, we're, we're, we're going to be beefing up the LinkedIn. That's uh, that's one aspect that we, we hadn't, hadn't really uh, spent a lot of time on to the, the, that was a mistake. No, it's good. It's good. You're doing it now. The one thing I'll say for a close, I mean, for anyone listening, if you're not on LinkedIn, you know, as Ty's beefing his up, you know, the thing is LinkedIn is it's an easier way to grow organically, bigger reach. You know, there's a lot of qualified people on there, you know, especially in the demographics you want to hit, no matter your brand or company, spend time on LinkedIn, develop that. There's a lot of resources out there. So kudos to you. And, um, and Ty, can't thank you enough for making time. I know you're busy launching your new app. We're excited to showcase it. We'll be showcasing some of your product and demos on our social media channels and of course, we'll publish all you know the links to your handles and everything here uh, and follow up from this podcast. It's awesome. Thanks so much for your time, Brad. It's been a lot of fun. So big thanks to Ty for making time to come on the podcast today. And as a recap, you know, one of the things we focused on was the customer experience. And going back to it, you know, we referenced Andrew Patterson from Patterson Custom Homes that was on an earlier podcast with us. And Andrew provided great insight about, you know, as you continue to build, your tail becomes very long. And it's really important to understand that, you know, how can we better manage our processes? And what's great from a design architect perspective, imagine having that app where all your information and creativity and design is inputted now into this app for the client. So the client has that. It's, you know, it's going to save you time in the future of referencing, looking to do design books. It's going to save the builder time, you know, the warranty portal, just great information. And again, when you think about marketing, how important it is to be innovative, but also to create your message, right? Find value for your customer base. Uh, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. The more you find value, the more you'll appeal to the customers and, and the more that that traction will pick up. And then when you have great ideas such as Ty had, I mean, it's really simple when they present that to a company such as us and right away it's a home run if it fills a need that's going to save us time and money which is the key right and it's going to make a better experience for our customers who most of which are out of state and it's a great way to communicate with them and create that process and shorten that tail as Andrew mentioned so big thanks to Ty thank you all for listening if you could please leave us a comment like subscribe uh, that really helps our analytics to continue to provide this podcast and, and of course give us the ability to bring on more uh, incredible guests with great information and insight. 